This is your Access All Areas Pass to In Her Head, a real and raw look under the hood at what really goes on in the mind and how to navigate and approach everyday situations, challenges and decisions so you can say what you mean and mean what you say the modern lead her way. Hey, hey, welcome back to the penultimate, I couldn't say the word, penultimate day of the In Her Head series. Tomorrow I'm going to tie everything up in a nice little bow, but before we do that, I didn't want to leave you hanging, right? I feel like I've delivered on my promise to give you insights into what goes on in my head every single day, as well as turn that into a lesson, right? A teachable moment, a shareable moment, something that hopefully you can resonate with and take away and test for yourself, plug and play basically. And you can't talk about what goes on in your head without looking at what effect that has on your body, your emotions, your feelings, but also in terms of your behaviour and what you do next. And I've been completely open and honest about some of my behaviour that I'm actually not so happy with more recently. And the shame that I felt around that, but actually how I've moved through that. And today I wanted to share you a strategy for changing that, changing those unwanted habits those unhealthy behaviours that you really want to change and maybe they're the unhealthy habits of a lifetime like my eating that you want to change too. So before we get onto that I want to give you a couple of tips because here's what strategy won't work for you. That is a strategy that you used before that didn't work in the long run. So I know that when I went on the Cambridge diet as it was called then which we laughingly called the dust diet because it was effectively milkshakes and soups made from powder with added water. Um, I was on that for five weeks and I lost a lot of of money, a lot of money and I lost a lot of weight. And there's no surprise because I was on 500 calories a day. So of course I was going to lose weight but it wasn't sustainable and therefore it's not a strategy that I would recommend. Side note, in case you're new to my world, I broke up with dieting a long time ago, so I do not advocate for restrictive diets. I no longer subscribe to diet culture or the whole weight loss culture. I have hung up my dieting hat uh, for the last time, so it's never going to be a strategy that I would advocate. However, I appreciate that not everyone is there yet with their thinking, and that's okay too. But just watch that tendency to want to go back to the routine that you did before in the gym or back to that way of eating that you did before that worked for you and if you've got to go back to it how did it really work out for you in the long run because there might have been a short-term weight loss strength gain whatever it was that the goal is but it might not be it for the long term another strategy that won't necessarily work for you is somebody else's strategy How often have you been sat in the lunchtime canteen or over dinner with your girlfriends and someone Mm. is looking amazing, they've lost all the weight. I'm using weight loss as as an example here, but it could apply to anything that you've got your sights set on. And you're like, what have you done? And they're talking about this intermittent fasting or this ketogenic diet or this whatever it is diet that they've been doing and you go, right, that's what I need to do next. And here's the thing, I just, if there's one thing that you understand about our bodies is that they're all so unique and individual that you cannot 
find a one size fits all diet. So what works for one person isn't necessarily going to work for the next. So don't waste your time on what's working for someone else. The key here is to find what feels good for you. So in coming up with your own individualized, unique, specific strategy for you and for your goals. The first thing is to set your sights on something, right? A goal. So what is the goal to start with? Where are you headed? What would feel really good? And for me, in this instance that I've been talking about in the last couple of days, it is weight loss still. I would like to lose weight. And my why has changed over the years. So my why used to be because I wanted to feel good and look good, right? I wanted to feel good. I wanted to look in the mirror and like what I saw staring back at me. I wanted to be able to wear skinny jeans and knee-high boots. That was always a dream of mine in my 20s and early 30s. And it's not really about that anymore. For me, I want to feel lighter as I move through life. I want to feel mobile and like flexible. And I want this to just get better as I get older. I don't want to deteriorate as I get older. So now I have my set on growing older, healthier. So it's a longevity game, right? So I've got my weight loss goal. It feels a stretch because I haven't been at that weight for a long time. And most importantly, I know why I want to get to that weight. And then quite frankly, I kind of want to forget about that ultimate end goal. And I want to focus more on the short term, like week by week, what are my shorter goals? Or as I like to refer to them as intentions. So what are my intentions? So I mentioned I signed up to work with Liz Sargent, functional nutritionist. And so for my first month, I was very clear that I wanted her help to help me get off sugar. So to curb the addiction that I feel, to increase my energy levels and you know not hit that wall at two o'clock three o'clock in the afternoon but actually feel a lot more productive and vibrant during the day and then I really wanted to focus on reducing inflammation in my knees in particular and my lower legs so with the specificity of those shorter term intentions you know we can come up with a plan so with Liz's help we have agreed that I would get a blood glucose monitor that I would wear for the four weeks I'm with her and we would just monitor my levels. Um, actually, turns out I'm slightly above the desired baseline for optimum results. So idea is to bring that baseline down and then to manage the peaks and troughs so they're not so spiking a little bit more like rolling hills on my chart. So that has been fascinating for me because I can see a direct correlation between the food that I put in my mouth and what effect that has on my blood sugar levels in my body in real time. It's, it's amazing and means I can make really informed choices about what I eat next. Plus, I love a bit of science. I, I nerd out about that a little bit. <laughs> Obviously, by managing my blood glucose levels, I'm also going to have a knock on impact on my energy levels and come off sugar and then um, we've also introduced some supplements some bone broth and some collagen in terms of like the osteoarthritis support for my knees and I've already experienced a improvement across the board I would say and I'm only in week three which is like super exciting for me. So can you see in all of that I'm not focused on the weight loss these all serve to move me towards that but actually 
I'm feeling some real improvements right here, right now, in the moment. And that gives me enough motivation to continue. So we want some intentions and then we want a strategy that supports those intentions. And then I would say, like, what are all the things that you know support you in the time that you want to make the change? So for me, things like having a habit tracker and a meal planner and ensuring that the weekly shop reflects what's on the meal planner and then using my slow cooker and having some recipes that I can go to uh, that are easy, that I can just whack in there, that you know bulk out for two or three meals is essential. And then other things that are going to support me are like making sure that I factor in rest ensuring I get down for my sea swim, planning that into my calendar and having time once or twice a week to have a really good soak in an Epsom salt bath. So having a fridge full of foods that are going to really serve me, it means I can still reach for those quick foods, those quick snacks, but they're actually going to serve me in terms of my energy goals and managing those blood glucose levels is kind of essential. So come up with your list of all the things that you know are going to support you and then who do you need to have on board do you have a partner some kids like family members that you need to just really have on board so that they know what it is you're trying to achieve and how you're going about it and what you might need from them so for me that was just to let adam know that there won't be those sweet treats sneaking into the trolley anymore and thankfully for me he's very on board with that But I'm pleased to say it's gone really well. I have curbed the craving for the sweet treats. I think it was about two days of quite headachey, groggy, like really tired. But once I came through that, I was in the clear. So that's all good. And I think Monday this week, I had the first day where I was like, I had a really productive day and I didn't really want to go to bed. I could have carried on. I did. (laughs) So it's really breaking down that big lofty goal that feels quite far out there, that feels like quite difficult and potentially laborious to get there, right? And making those smaller intentions that you can just really hold and plan your life around. And for me, when I get to the end of this month, which is only in another 10 days time or so, I will sit down with Liz and I will come up with the next kind of um, protocol, if you like, for the next month when I will be going at it by myself. And I feel okay about that because, you know, I've had the support just to get me through that reset phase. And now I feel confident to go at it alone. And I might add, I've not yet lost any weight. And then there is a whole other strategy around the mindset that is required for lasting change. And I will get into that as we wrap things up tomorrow. So I'll be back then. In the meantime, you know how we roll now. Take care.